myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Some teams will be alone when October hits. They won't be in the playoffs, not one little bit. Bye-bye, so long, farewell. Bye-bye, so long, we won't see you in October. We won't see you when the playoffs hit. Here we are, halfway through September, winter vacation, we'll take a bunch of teams away, have a good time, but remember, there's no trophy. At the end of the year for you, we won't see you when September, October that is, we'll lose you when the season through. Welcome to the Long Gone Podcast. It is Michael and with me as always, S-Man. What up? Steve Ford. How's it going, man? Good. I'm glad you uh, finally sang that song. Well, you know, we talked about it, I think, last week or the week before. Here's time to uh, th- throw it in there. Fuck yeah. You know, we'll, uh, we won't see you in October, too, the vast majority of these teams, especially looking more and more like the Texas Rangers, because we're getting ready to go on the show. Max Scherzer, shut down. Yeah. <laughs> breaking, breaking news right before the show. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think he had like a tricep spasm or something. In, yeah. Uh, yesterday's got, start. Got turf dick or something. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Who knows? But. It, it, prognosis is not good for him, so it looks like they're shutting him down. Here. I can't remember. Did he have a one-year deal? Uh, I think, actually, he might be coming back next year. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Texas it might be an good. option. Yeah. I mean, Texas is good. They they had most of the year at the top of the charts. <laughs> but, at the uh, top of the charts. Yeah. They, it was, they, limp, they limp-dicked it down the stretch. Let's they did. A couple with two months to go. It seems like that's when they started caving. Yeah. yeah hardcore. Yeah. I blame. I mean, I mean you can blame injuries. You can blame a lot of stuff, but they yeah. just, it's just a team that's not ready to win. Yeah. I mean, there's still only a game out technically, but the, the lose arguably, you know, the, the biggest name that they traded for in Max Scherzer for the year. It's uh, all signs point to, uh, we won't be seeing them in October. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. I mean, Mm-mm. that Astros series was pretty telling as well. Yeah, it was. It definitely showed who the uh, top dogs were on the block. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, it wasn't just a light spanking. I mean, it was no. a hardcore paddle your ass till welts are shown. I mean, first game was thirteen six. Second game was fourteen one, and third game was twelve three. I mean, Bye-bye. so yeah, and that was supposed to be the big game, the Verlander versus Scherzer game. And Verlander was like, yeah, I still got something left. Uh, Scherzer, uh, good luck, you know, but the Rangers ended up not doing very good. I mean, they're losing against teams. They probably should end up winning against. I mean, teams that they've mm-hmm. had success in the season as well, but 
Yeah, after the as after the Astros spanked their ass, I mean, they were having a hard time against that the A's. I mean, they they didn't the even A's. They, I mean, they beat the A's in two out of three games, but yep. the A's stayed with them the whole time. And usually, if you're seeing a bad team stay with a good team, mm-hmm. especially near the end of the season, it just makes me believe that the Rangers are losing steam. And they kind of went on a roll. I mean, their last what their last two three games, they're four games i mean they're on a four game winning streak i think at this time so i mean maybe yeah, they're beat, things they're beating, beating toronto yeah yeah in toronto i mean that's another one that they have to figure out what's what's going to be yep. the long haul future of that team because mm-hmm. you're gonna have to build it around bo bichette and vlad but other than that the rest of the team while there are good pieces just kind of a crapshoot i think they're mm-hmm. pitching i think their pitching could use some serious work it's mm-hmm. I, I love it. I can't believe a team like that would even just be dropping the way that they are. I mean, for the most part, they have. I love that they had the Whit Merrifield edition. I love the Dalton Varsho edition. You yep. thought George Springer would be the guy. and He's had his moments, but he hasn't consistently, in my opinion, been the guy. No. Vlad's coming off a bad year. No, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know, def- man. You know, two, 263. Yeah, it's definitely a crap show. I mean, and. and Kevin Biggio, it's you know, oh, yeah. he was supposed to be so good. Now he's 28 years old and batting up 232. You know? Yeah. Yeah. After not, his, not what we expected. After his first season, Steve, I, I've watched so many Blue Jay games when it yeah. was the BGO, Vlad Jr., Bichette show. Bichette. Yep. And Biggio was, you could tell he wasn't the guy. And I'm not saying he won't be a guy in the future. I just don't know if it's going to be for the Blue Jays. Right, right. I mean, he's getting close to thirty here, so it's it's put right. up or shut up time here for him. So yeah, maybe a change could do him good, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, a change could do him good. And speaking of changes, right away, one thing that happened kind of right after our show, maybe mm-hmm. a day or two after our show, uh, reports came out. And of course, the Angels owner is going to shoot off his mouth. And this time, the GM's in on it. Is that time of year, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's that time of year because the Angels are what fourth place, second to last in the AL. Yeah, their usual. They've assumed their usual spot. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's just no catching up whatsoever. And they said that they wouldn't be, they would, they wouldn't turn shut or they wouldn't hang up the phone if somebody was offering a Mike Trout trade potentially. And good luck with that, though. It's like the good luck peddling that contract, though. That's, that's, the that's hard all part. I gotta say. Yeah, it's gonna be the hard part, and and just the the uncertainty with all these injuries that he's had. You know, I just, I just don't know if a team would want to take a gamble on that unless the Angels are willing to pay a chunk of the salary. Yeah, know? yeah, I so, think something that's... like that. It's I I think they might be in this marriage together, similar to how the I think Tigers right. were in that marriage with Cabrera. You know. Well, I remember when the Tigers traded Justin Verlander, I think they had to eat a portion of his salary. Yeah. Yep. yep. As well. I just it's just what's gonna happen. The thing is, I still think there's plenty of juice left in the tank. There's plenty of gas left in the tank for Mike Trout, but you're I right. So. It's gonna be really hard to peddle that enormous fucking contract. And yeah. can you imagine if Mike Trout does leave LA that the Angels have arguably two of the greatest baseball players? Seriously, and they did nothing with it. And they, they did they nothing. Just continually lost. They never even made the playoffs. Never even made the playoffs. I mean, that's you know? has to be probably the most epic fail of all time. Oh, I would say so. I, I think, yeah. I mean, to have two of arguably the biggest names in baseball. Yeah. For not just one year, you had them for half a decade or more, and you didn't even sniff the part of a playoff. Uh, yeah. You know, like I they don't, weren't even close. 
they weren't even close around every year and they were out of it you know and so sure enough we're middle september they're out of it again you know i mean that's got to be disheartening if you're an angels fan for sure Mm -hmm. Uh, that's got to be really disheartening but on the other side of things i mean look at all the teams in the past that have had star players and didn't do anything with it. But it seems mm-hmm. like the angels had a history of this. I mean, they've had Elbert Pujols coming off of his MVP seasons. Yep. They had Josh Hamilton at one time, okay. both of them together and they still couldn't do anything. It's just mm-hmm. that team just can't get out of their own way. It seems like the only time they won, which I think was back in like, Oh, two. It was 2002. I remember it was, with uh, Troy right Gloss there. and Tim exactly. Salmon and it, it, it was a team that came up, a lot of them came up together. And then yeah. Some veterans. And that's nope. how they were able to, uh, to win. Yeah. Right. No big stars. No big stars. I yeah. had a very young uh, Francisco Rodriguez in there. Very. Yeah. Um, yeah. Weaver. Tim Salmon just, uh, yeah. It was a young, young, uh, you know, n- nice core of pretty much a lot of no names. Yeah. That's how they did it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly uh, how they did it. And, and, and that team, carrying on when you get Mike Trout, you're thinking, wow, we got the next guy and you guys mm-hmm. still just aren't winning. But, uh, but <clears throat> you could see other teams that have had su- superstars and maybe didn't win it all, but were close. I mean, I go back to the Tigers, look at yeah. they uh, that pitching staff that they had with all the future stars and hall of famers potentially in that staff. And they, at least they went to the world series. Yeah. At least they they won world. At least they won playoff games. At least they won four consecutive division titles. Right. Angels haven't come anywhere close to that. Right. (laughs) So So that's an embarrassment by baseball standards, I would think. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. looking at it, I was kind of thinking who would probably be a good training candidate for trout. And at this point you would have to assume, okay, if, the angels were going to eat a portion of that contract. He would still go to a bigger market team. Yeah, There's no way the heavy hitters. Right, right. He's not going to land in. I don't see him landing in like Minnesota, Cincinnati, Cincinnati <laughs> Pittsburgh. I mean, he's not no. going to do that. Right. So no. they give the top 10. You can guarantee the Yankees are on that list. You can guarantee mm-hmm. the New York Mets are on that list. The Boston Red Sox. I actually see him being a Boston Red Sox, oddly enough, just because they're ready to spend money and they're going to be ready to spend money after this year. Yeah. Right. Right. And Houston Astros were another name, but I I just don't think they would play ball with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta just because you'll have Acuna, you'll have other big names there. I think their team's pretty well set, but a name, but a team that's been floated out, which aside from the giants, because I feel like all, every time we name a superstar going, it's always to the giants. Right. Uh, right. But one team I thought was interesting and could potentially do it because you'd have to trade them would be yep. oh yeah not the Dodgers but the the Philadelphia Phillies because yeah, I can see that you got that Philadelphia Pennsylvania connection there right huge Eagles fan right yeah, yeah huge huge Eagle fan because he's from Millville Millville New Jersey which is less than yeah. an hour from Philly right so I could see him either going to a team like that or within the East Coast area mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, yeah totally steve i i can see a phillies move but it, at that point you're you'd have to assume yeah, your salaries right your mm-hmm. payroll would be so inflated i mean you're paying bryce harper turner right castianos jt yes. so you got a lot of big contracts on that uh that roster already and then to, to absorb a mike trout contract too you're talking luxury tax to the extreme you know 
Yeah, it just depends on how bad you want to win a World Series with this mm-hmm. with the crew you have. I mean, especially I could see somebody like Mike Trout pushing for that. Like, hey, fuckers, we need <laughs> yeah, we, we we need this happening right now. But I could see the Angels going in on it and they give up. I'd say the Phillies would probably give up. Casty would probably give up Reese Hoskins. I could see them getting rid of maybe their top prospect and Andrew Painter or Mick Abel, maybe Justin mm-hmm. Crawford, just to make that deal. I could see it happening, but. I just don't understand how you can make that work. I mean, I guess if you look at the Padres, that's kind of a <laughs> early example of how you can make it work. But here's the thing. Some of those guys haven't been paid paid yet, mm-hmm. right? Like Soto hasn't been paid paid yet. So that's why this mm-hmm. kind of still works. And their pitchers that they have, the Blake Snells, the U Darvishes, they kind of got those guys that nearing the end of their career or at a career where they've cooled off quite a bit. Where the mm-hmm. Phillies, you just signed Trey Turner to a massive contract mm-hmm. and a couple mm-hmm. years and, and you're only a few years removed from signing Bryce Harper Bryce to Harper. that massive contract. So yep. adding another massive contract on top of that, you're looking at a billion dollars potentially from just three players. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Cow, man. Right? I, I, I can't wrap my head around that. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, you have one guy who's making what, four or 500 million? Something like that. Yeah. And then you yeah, have, you have Bryce Harper. Something. Oh, yeah. Yep. Who's making 330, right? 330. Yep. So that's yep. around together. That's 830, mm-hmm. 850. And then you have a guy that's making over 200 million right. with Trey Turner, yeah. who you just said. Very so mm-hmm. <laughs> can you imagine? It's like, okay, we got. Three players making a billion dollars worth dollars. of a payroll. And here we go. How, you, you have to win. <laughs> you have you have to win. And and then imagine, you know, we, remember we talked about the Orioles owner having to raise prices yeah. at, the, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. at the at the ballpark to, uh, yeah. to be able to support players. Imagine the Phillies management there. All right. A hot dog is now $18. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh what's that? Enjoy. You- you want a beer? Sure. Thirty dollars and it's yours. $30. Exactly. Exactly. Uh kids meal, you know, on Sundays, you can get it for twenty-one dollars. Oh right? my God. They'd be looking at football prices. Oh man. Yeah. Let's hear the Falcons. Do you see that thing with the Falcon? Totally good. No. Uh, you can, uh, at their stadium, you can get like a whole bunch of stuff for like under 20 bucks. Someone like posted really? a Twitter picture of it on Twitter. Yeah. They have like oh. a beer, a hot dog, a bur- it's like a whole bunch of stuff you can get for like Right around twenty bucks or something. At, Get the at, fuck out! Really? Well, yeah. I guess if you're a losing team, that's they got to bring yeah. people in somehow. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You got to bring people in somehow, right? I guess, but uh, even when the, the Detroit Lions were dog shit, I remember their prices mm-hmm. still sucked. Still sucked. I yeah, I was at I was at games when they sucked, and uh, yeah, like uh, I remember those aren't cheap tickets. A, a, a Bloody Mary was like twelve bucks or something like that. Gross. Yeah, yeah, and the, the tickets. Yeah, tickets were like. What, 60 bucks or whatever 50 50 60 bucks or something per seat oh per seat oh I, actually that i guess that's not bad considering yeah we, i guess it was, it's not they were, horrible they were deep, they, it was it was lower bowl you know wow, okay we were right at, right in uh a few uh I know, 20 rows up from the end zone <clears throat> how many years ago was this this was 2015 2015. So okay, so those prices make sense to me then, because that's yeah. actually on the lower scale. I've seen prices. I tried yeah. to get tickets last year to go to a game, and I just mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. I almost had a heart attack. I was looking at it, and I was like clutching my chest, like, oh my god, Man. It, it was Man. absolutely insane. Where 
But yeah, if the Phillies go this route, they're going to have to certainly raise prices somehow. I mean, you can't see Angelos in Baltimore doing that. He'd keel over on the no. floor. With his head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but just to circle back to the Falcons, yeah, you can get a soft drink or a water for $2 and you get mm. unlimited refills on that soda. Yo. And then you can get a slice of pizza or nachos for 3 bucks each or waffle fries, same price. Hot dogs and uh, p- uh, popcorn are about 2 bucks. Just going out of business sale or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> those are better than minor league baseball prices. That? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh huh. That's um, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's <laughs> fucking wild to me. Uh, it is, it is. Yeah, absolutely wild. So, I I think essentially Mike Trout's next team. I'm mm-hmm. looking at an AL East contender. That yep. that just makes the most sense to me. AL East or NL East, it's going to be. Uh, to me, that just makes the most sense. But I like the just, Boston move, though. I like the Boston move, too. I could see him in Boston. Boston mm-hmm. needs to make a spark. I think I'm seeing good baseball out of Boston. Uh, mm-hmm. They're honestly, I mean, they haven't had this spectacular year, but I feel like they're at least they're not an embarrassment, right? I mean, no, no they're not the Yankees. They're, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not the Yankees. And um, even though they're tied with the Yankees, I feel like. The yeah, Yankees, though, much lower payroll. Exactly. Boston. That's that's exactly. Core is doing it with young players. Exactly. And uh, Boone Boone is failing with uh, one of the highest payrolls in baseball. That's yeah. exactly it. Yep. <laughs> and the, and the Red Sox have great young players on their way. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying the Yankees don't, but just there's no development happening no. at all. So no, unless you want to call kind of a UCL tear from Jason Dominguez, Dominguez as development. But, yeah, boy, that yeah, was I a digress. fucking turd in a punch bowl. It was, man. Everybody's like that. Jason Dominguez, and he started out hot too. It's like he this did. kid is for real. And then <laughs> you got the Otani nope. injury. Like, oh, you got okay. the Otani. Got a case of the Otani. Right <laughs> Shut him down. Shut oh, him down. Man. That's unbelievable. <laughs> it's tough to be a, a, a Yankees fan right now. No, I can't really imagine. Is. I'm still laughing about <laughs> when you told me that. Right, Brian Cashman. He doesn't want to get rid of Aaron Boone. It's going to take you know Hal Steinbrenner to uh, Debito, you know Debito a mm-hmm. uh, uh, Cashman decision to get rid of Boone, and then you were like, you know what's going to probably happen? Steinbrenner's going to call Cashman to his office. Hey, you want to keep Boone, huh? Well, guess what? You both are gone. <laughs> you both are gone. Yeah. <laughs> remember that? Remember that Mighty Ducks three when he's like, yeah. If the Ducks leave, I'll you, I'll hand in my resignation. He's like, we'll miss you, Ted. <laughs> we'll miss you, Ted. Exactly. As he gets on the bus, it's like, whoa, <laughs> it's so, wild. So, Hal, what do we think? Are we keeping Boone? Are we keeping Boone? Well, let me just do one thing. Security. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does he even say that? He All just right, like pushes the button. <laughs> push the button. Security shows up. They won't rough you up too bad, Brian. All right. <laughs> but then he started. If he doesn't, if he doesn't go easy, he uses his head to open the door. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's gonna oh, be a freaking weird off season. I'm, I'm really already, is. I'm already calling that one or both of them are gonna be let go. Mm-hmm. I kind of like, I kind of like what you said. Bring in Derek Jeter. I think that would yep. be fucking just a franchise changing move. Mm-hmm. Just because he knows talent and he could kind of relate mm-hmm. to the ball players that play now. Mm-hmm. And brought in most of what Miami has right now, and they're on the doorstep of a playoff appearance. You know, yeah, I, I hope one day in the future we get the whole story of what went down yeah. there with Jeter because I, I just feel like when I watched the Captain series, that documentary series, yeah, they mm. just glossed over it. You're just like, well, right. I just wanted to win, and they weren't ready to win. It's like, yeah, but these this is actually mm. a pretty good team that that they're fielding out there. I mean, yeah, they're mm-hmm. not competing for much of a playoff berth, but they yeah. they're still kind of a 
there's a lot to like there. So I'm really yeah. surprised that he left. So I'm interested to see how that all went down one day. Yeah, I yeah, I, I agree. I'm sure we'll get the uh get the true story or what went down at some point, but yeah, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be curious to see it. I would too. I would too. But you know, and speaking of a lot mm-hmm. of what people are doing as we're nearing postseason, the wild card race in the AL and NL is pretty Ooh. hot right now. It is. Uh, do you have any early predictions? Like, who do you think is going to be there in the end out of both is leagues? Going to get the spots. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think Tampa, Tampa right. has a firm hold on that top spot for wild cards. You know, they have a, a nine game lead. They still have a chance to win the division, too. I'm not counting them out of the division. Right. Although uh, Baltimore doesn't seem to be letting up. They've won eight out of ten. Yeah. Um, but I think Tampa's got that top spot. Honestly, I, if I had to pick the other two, I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with Seattle and I'm going to go with Toronto Ooh. as the uh, the the other two spots. I think Texas losing Scherzer is going to be huge. I think they're going to yeah. they're going to fade fade into the sunset. So I'm going to go with Tampa, Toronto, and Seattle. And obviously, uh, looking over at the National League, I think uh, I like I like the Phillies. I think the Phillies. Uh, Phillies have a uh, good chance there at the the top spot in that wild card. Um, another team I'm liking, and they're not letting up either. Is the Chicago Cubs. I'm giving them yeah. the second spot. I mean, they've yeah. been uh, they, they've been they've been doing they've been doing well. And then third, I, I thought they were left for dead, and but they've uh, come on strong. I'm gonna go with the Arizona Diamondbacks for the yeah. third one in the uh, the wild card there in the NL. So. I really want to say the Reds, but I just don't think the Reds Man. will have enough juice. I don't think mm-hmm. their pitching is is strong still. Right, right. I love what they have Jonathan India back, which is great, but mm-hmm. I just don't think they have the juice to get to over that hump. But next year, I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Well, give them an off season where they can tinker with things, maybe bring in a veteran pitcher or something right. like that. I mean, not not for big bucks, but that usual Cincinnati like middle of the road. You know, not not a big name, but someone that can be serviceable. I think. Uh, will really help that rotation. And No, uh, oh, I, I totally they're, agree. They're going to be much better next year, I think. Yeah, and they're going to think about this. They're going to start the season with all those stars because they, didn't get, Matt guys, Mc- yeah. they didn't get Matt McClain till later. They didn't get Ellie De La Cruz till later, right? Yep. So, and at the beginning of the year, it was kind of det- undetermined if Spencer Steer was going to split time and Hunter Green was kind of injured off and on this mm-hmm. year. <clears throat> but I think next year, when you start with the full staff of... Yep your healthy team i think you guys are gonna fly man mm-hmm. but i, I kind of I, I kind of agree with you on the national league though phillies cubs d-back sound about right yep. i'm hoping your picks of tampa bay seattle and toronto that's who you picked yep yep yeah I, I i'm hoping that happens um i just think like i said i just don't have it with the rangers either i just don't think oh. they got it if they if they will their way in great but Seattle and Blue Jays have been fun to watch, and Mm -hmm. I I really hope Toronto can get that spot because, man, I just for them not to make a playoff, it's like, man, what are you guys doing? Let's go. Come on. I know. I know. Man, it's going to be fun, though. These last uh, two two weeks or so. Yeah, last couple weeks. weeks. Yeah, last couple weeks. So, I mean, there's neck and neck in the in the wild card standings in the top three. Mm I mean, so there's still divisions to be had too. I mean, we got the AL West, you got the NL Central, even right. Although, uh, you know, Milwaukee is pulling away to a four game lead over the Cubs, but yeah, um, you know that that's still going to be interesting to watch. Uh, those would be you know the, and then obviously the AL East between Tampa Bay and, and Baltimore, they're they're still battling it out for uh, for that division. So you know, that, everything else is pretty well locked. 
props to the Cubs for turning it around. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought it was just going to be another disastrous season. But yeah, I, too. I thought smart free agent signings with Bellinger. I thought that was such a free, smart free agent mm-hmm. signing. Can't dance be Swanson. Swanson Those guys are proving to be legitimate ballers, man. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're really uh, the focal point of your, of your team. Their pitching staff's a little rough, but I still think you got Javier Asad. That's um, he's, he's, he's a rookie. He's a back end guy. And I think he's providing something for you. I think Nico Horner's coming around uh, at second. So, and obviously, Christopher Morrell comes out of nowhere. Uh, for basically, he started in Double A, and then he just made the <laughs> jump. And he only played a handful of games in Double A, and then he made the yeah. jump to the majors, and he's been fantastic for that fucking team. Yeah. And they uh, they brought up was it Pete Crow Armstrong? He makes his debut uh, coming up, uh, you know, this week here. So yeah, Pete Crow Armstrong. He he was their top prospect, so mm-hmm. he's gonna be killer. And then today, I think you were telling me, and then I remember watching it he his mom what was his mom his His mom was the mom in little big league right yeah yeah so now she really does have a a kid in the big (laughs) leagues 30 years after the movie came out which is wild (laughs) so she must have been really young when she made that movie yeah i'm thinking i'm yeah she had to have been in her like early 20s or something or so yeah unless she had a kid late (laughs) unless she had a kid late yeah 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 that's true yeah, but I just thought that, yeah, that was pretty cool. Where I forgot the, the actress's name, but her last name is Crow. And that's Crow. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of dope. It was pretty sweet. I mean, he's Little Big League. I was never, when you think of the the baseball movies, Little Big League mm-hmm. was never a tops for me at all. But it's, it was always kind of, I always just laughed at it because it was like some of it was super cheesy. And especially when your star is Timothy Busfield. That. <laughs> Come on, Timothy Busfield's great. I love West Wing. Yeah, <laughs> Timothy Busfield was plugging, was plugging the mm-hmm. uh, the kid's mom. That was hilarious. <laughs> oh man, yeah, she uh, yeah, she had Pete Crow Armstrong a little bit later in life here. So she is uh, 60, 63 now, and she had wow. Pete Crow Armstrong when she was forty two. Wow, definitely late. Yep. Yep. So Pete Crow Armstrong yeah. was a whoopsie. Yeah, yeah, she, uh, yeah, she was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, uh, she was divorced uh, from a uh, Bill Bill Shanks. She divorced him in '93, and then married her uh, fellow Heroes cast member Matthew John Armstrong. And What's then that's when they had Pete Crow Armstrong, right? That's there. when they had old Petey, eh? Yeah, old Petey from her second uh, second um, marriage there. So, well, that kid can ball, man. I mean, he's. Yeah, electric watch them in south when south bend would come to town to play the white caps i was like yeah this guy they could hardly ever get him out yeah he's kind of like a hybrid pete uh he's kind of like a hybrid um meadows mm-hmm. kind of like a parker meadows he's a big guy he can hit he can hit for power speed guy i mean good fielder he's gonna be at our starting everyday set of shorts our uh, center fielder yep yep of the future so <clears throat> yeah cubs are looking good but I would really like to see them get into the wild card, get into the postseason with a wild card. Great. That'd be nice. And, and speak back to, yeah, it, back to Chicago. Absolutely. And, and they're kind of a surprise team, just like the Mariners and the Mariners. They J-Rod and that whole team has just taken off. Yeah. And J-Rod right yeah. now, he has become the second 30-30 player in Mariners history, Ooh-wee. which is 
fucking wild to think about. And then on the, it just shows you the youngsters. And he quietly right? did it too, because remember in the second half, we were talking about bust for him after that amazing right. rookie year. And then, yes. uh, you know, in, in the start of his second season, he just wasn't doing it in that first half. And he was having that sophomore sudden, slump, right? Mm-hmm. Well, all of a yeah. sudden the all-star break hit or something. He must've turned a switch and, you know, maybe having the all-star, you know, game in Seattle juiced him up or something because he really just turned a switch in the second half. It's been crazy. Right. He's showing his star power right now. I mean, he's already yeah. creeping on 100 RBIs, 30 home runs already, pe- creeping towards 300 batting average. The guy's playing yeah. like we thought he could play, which mm-hmm. it just shows you the young guys who are in this game right now are pretty significant. I mean, on the other side, Ronald Acuna, who's I, at this point, you have to say he's probably going to be uh, uh, MVP this year, the NL. Uh, Let's say so, but man, there's other people that are sneaking up. Freddie Freeman's coming up here. Freddie Freeman, Mookie got, Betts. Uh, Mookie Betts. Yeah. Uh, you even got Matt Olson, his teammate in Atlanta. You know, it's. Yeah, yeah. they're doing pretty spectacular things in Atlanta. Acuna's four home runs shy of having a 44 season, 40 40 season, which would be the fifth in league history. And then I just found this out the other day. Matt Olson. At, who today just tied, uh, I believe it was Andrew Jones for the most mm. single season home runs in Braves. in the Braves history. Because before wow. I was like, oh, who did it before? I thought it was a like Hank Aaron, but Hank Aaron always mm-hmm. consi- consistently Eddie, hit 40 Eddie home Matthews runs. Maybe. Right, oh, yeah. right. But it was Andrew Jones in his 2008 season, wow. hit 51 okay. that season. Yeah. So now Olsen tied him with 51 today, I believe. And clearly he's going to break it. So I would have never looked back and thought, oh, Matt Olsen is going to be the home run <laughs> champ of no. the Braves. That is just wild for me to think about. But behind Acuna and Olsen, fuck, I don't think you need a Mike Trout. Your team core uh-huh. is already set, man. I mean, you guys are the best team in baseball right now in my opinion so yeah they're doing all this and you know and and they lost dansby swanson in the offseason right they haven't missed a beat you know Mm -hmm. it's crazy it is crazy shows shows how well uh well rounded their uh their organization is you know yeah and that starts at the top one next person steps up amen meryl amen and it's they don't piss around with prospects too i i felt Mm -mm that sometimes there's teams that give prospects too much rope, right? Mm -hmm. Too much, too much rope to hang themselves with because a lot of these teams will just piss around with, Oh, there's something there. There's something there. And that's great. And sometimes it works, but sometimes it's just a big fat nothing burger. Like Christian Pache. He was for Atlanta, a top rated prospect. They got rid of him. Drew waters, top rated prospect, got rid of him. They're, they have no problem dealing away prospects when they're just not the answers they thought they were going to be yep, uh, they yep. had the peterson i forgot the guy's first name he ended up being like a i mean i remember he was a 50 he was like a 50 50 potential grade hit uh he was like a 50 grade hitter 50 power and he didn't amount to much i think it was dustin mm-hmm. peterson and then now it's you know, now it's like, okay, like you just said, next man up, here we go. Yep. And that's exactly what they did. And that's a testament to the office. That's a testament mm-hmm. to the to the coaching staff. It's a testament to your mm-hmm. development. I mean, good on them all around, man. I they're honestly a heavy favorite, clearly. That's that's oh, not yeah. even right. That's not even a hot take. I mean, nah, clearly I think, no, no, they're a heavy they're, fucking they're, favorite to win it. Yeah, it's between them and the Dodgers, I think uh, the yeah. National League. So Yeah. You know. Which the hottest team uh, in yeah. baseball would probably be Baltimore. Baltimore. Yep. Right, but I still would put the Braves and Dodgers ahead of them. Ahead of them, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think right now in the American League, 
coming out of there, I think it's a crapshoot. But I'd still uh, like you talk about you never count out Houston. I mean, right. I, could, I could see Houston coming out of the yeah. American League again. You know, there's yeah. no like heavy odds on favored in the American League right now. So, right. At least I don't think so. No, I, I'm the same way. And then, and then whoever does come out of there, good luck against either the Braves or the Dodgers. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Right. But I feel like it's almost a repeat from last year because remember how strong the Braves were. Remember how strong the Dodgers yeah, were. And then in the end, it was Philly. Who just yeah, came exactly. out of nowhere and Not hot and, at the right time, man. Right. So and that could still happen. I mean, that could still happen for Philly. That could still happen yeah. to any team. I could see maybe the Cubs being that team mm-hmm. as well that, that comes mm-hmm. up. So you just never fucking know, man. Being a wild card is not a curse. It just means you're playing more baseball. No, exactly. I mean, it could be the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry, man. I couldn't I couldn't finish that that thought right there without uh without laughing. Yeah, Minnesota Twins. Yeah. Right you want to see yep. a team that gets in their way. That's Minnesota Twins, man. <laughs> exactly. I mean, good on them for being, you, you know, the the biggest fish in the smallest pond. But someone has to win that crappy ass. Somebody's got to win it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, and speaking of young players, it's that time of year again where we rank the best it rookies is. this season. And Whew, you and I were just talking about Acuna. And we were talking about J Rod, who was a rookie last year. I mean, there were some great rookies last year. Adley Rushman, I just yep. loved Spencer Torkelson. We had a good yep. fucking rookies last year. I thought that class we was did. incredible. But looking to this year, Steve, we have another rookie class who's coming up and becoming stars. This generation of ball players mm-hmm. the last five, six, seven years has been amazing. amazing man. Oh man, I love yeah. it. Yeah. So it. Man, let's let's rank our top five. What do you want to do? You want to go back and forth? You want to go just name your top five off the bat? How do you want to do this? Yeah, uh, go back and forth. I think that's cool. Okay, so yeah. Steve, start me off with your honorable mention. We got there's so many good names in here. Yeah, Steve, honorable start mention. Me- yes, uh, best rookie say, this season. Okay. Uh, honorable mention. I, I did this last year with uh, with Riley Green. I pick another homer pick, and I'm going to go with uh, with Kerry Carpenter. Love it. I, mean, I love the pretty pick. much. Uh, uh, was injured to start the year. I mean, he had a handful of games last year. I think it was in 30, 31 games last year, but was uh, injured to uh, to start the year. Didn't show up until, I believe, right around the end of May. But in that time, has put together a 294 batting average, 20 home runs, 59 RBIs. Got excellent plate discipline. He can draw draw the walks, but he's got that that power too. And he's a guy that honestly went from rags to riches. I think, was he uh, a late 18th round or late late draft pick or something? Right. And yep. uh, was was a no name essentially and just uh kept digging with himself to to know that he can get better and and now I think he's uh he's a pillar in the uh the future core there for the Tigers. So my honorable mention there is uh Kerry Carpenter. Gotta love it. I mean that one thing I love about Kerry Carpenter, you and I have talked about this. Mm-hmm. This guy is a hard fucking worker. Yeah. I yep. mean just what you said he was a guy that was drafted in the late later rounds somehow mm-hmm. comes up from nothing. And I remember at that time, you and I were looking at Riley Green. We were looking at Parker Meadows. We were excited about the future of this team. Casey Mize was just coming into the bigs. Mm-hmm. Matt Manning. And Matt Manning. Yeah. And we, dude, we weren't even thinking about Kerry Carpenter. Suddenly, Kerry Carpenter <laughs> was hitting at all levels, too. Yeah, He was yeah. raking at all levels. We're like, who's this fucking Kerry Carpenter guy? <laughs> exactly. And then he surpassed some of like our our guys and then okay. suddenly he's in the majors it's like wait how did he jump Where'd, the line <laughs> where'd he go yeah exactly and now he's this big swinging outfielder who can play a little first 
Mm-hmm. But left fielder, left field, outfield is his main gig. You play a little DH if you need him. I'm excited to see where he's going to be in the lineup next year, especially yeah. now that Miguel will be gone next year. And I wonder who's going to be our DH. Is it going to be Torque? Would it be Carey? I mean, it's going to be interesting. Are, are they going to bring in somebody? Who's, you know, yeah. Right. You know, yeah. They abs- could, yeah. They could bring in somebody as well. But yeah, that's uh, I love I love Carey Carpenter. Man. Yeah, I do too, man. I just his work ethic alone just. I love guys who work so fucking hard and mm-hmm. the game, they just got to love the game. I love that. So yep. Yep. Um, great, great audible mention mine. I'm going more for just stats and okay. kind of the future. This is the future. This will be in future of the next great rotation for the Cleveland guardians. And that's Tanner Bybee. Now I thought his name was Bibby for the longest time. Or oh, dude, I still baby. Until, you, until you just said that. Yeah. So before the show, I had to look up the pronunciation. I was, I was, it was actually last night. I think I was, Flipping through games, and they talked about Tanner, and they said okay. Bybee. I'm like, fuck, the guy said his name totally wrong. Because in the past, I've always <laughs> said it on the show, yeah, Bibby. Bibby or, yep, yep. And uh, no, I couldn't be more wrong. It's Bybee. So <laughs> okay, all right. Well. I'm like, okay, so Tanner Bybee. Uh, basically, he went undrafted with uh, in his 2020 mm-hmm. and returned to Fullerton. So he ended up doing Fullerton, Cal Fullerton, which as we know is a great baseball cro- program oh, yeah. worked his ass off kind of did the torque thing where he went undrafted, no mm-hmm. team drafted him before. And then he decided, okay, I'm going to kill it. And he killed it with Cal Fullerton did really good. Ended up getting drafted for the first time in 2021, got in the fifth round. And then he just started dealing. I mean, we're talking, yep. we're talking great records. We're talking under, three ERAs under two ERAs in some cases. And he, within two years, he was already in the major leagues, mm. just a, a great, great arm as well. And this season mm-hmm. with them, he's 10 and four, three Oh three ERA 137 Oof. strikeouts. I mean, the guy is just dealing game in and game out. I remember picking him up in fantasy and nope. he was really good, right? I was like, Oh, he's good. But then he gave up some games. I'm like, ah, I need a guy that can, can uh, perform better. Stupid me, throw him back in the pool. And then he decided, <laughs> fuck this, I'm taking off. You probably heard about that. You yeah. probably did, bastard. Yep. Probably been, yeah, <laughs> probably mad because everybody's saying his fucking name wrong. And, exactly. <laughs> and he's dealing, bro. I mean, he's he's one of Cleveland's best young pitchers. Tristan, remember Tristan McKenzie, Dr. Sticks has been out this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, not a lot of people talk. Right. It's exactly it. Not a lot of people know a lot about him. Uh, so, uh, or have known that he's been gone for a while. So basically it's just this, this collage of pitchers in that rotation. I mean, they have this Xavion Curry who I really like. Uh, I think Noah Syndergaard is there, but hasn't really played for him. They got Emmanuel yeah. Kloss and Shane Bieber. I think he's out for the year as well, mm-hmm. but next year, think about it next year when they come back in, if, if Bieber's still there, they'll have Bieber, they'll have Dr. Sticks and they'll have Tanner, Tanner Bybee, which yep. And Gavin Williams is in there. Oh man! So I throw in uh, that that Plesac kid. I think he's uh, working his way back up to the uh, the majors. I think he's in the minors right now or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just an impressive, impressive pitcher all the way around. I really like what this guy can do. Uh, so for me, he's my honorable mention. Steve, man, what do you have starting off with your number five? Number five. Uh, number five. I'm going to look to the Dodgers. I mean, what can you say about the Dodgers? They Top to bottom, great team. I'm going to go with uh, James Outman, uh, nice. Los Angeles Dodger here. Uh, played a handful of games in 2022, you know, grand total of four games, but really making his debut as the starting center fielder here uh, on the opening day roster. Uh, really worked to uh, get the, you know, try and get the average up to 249, but um, 
I, I like his his power. He's got 19 home runs, 64 RBIs. He can steal a base. He's got 15 steals. Uh, but just I, I like I like the upside. I like the pop that he can have in his bat. Uh, he was the National League Rookie of the Month in April. Uh, I just like just like what this guy can do. And once again, it's the Dodgers, man. They just have a good mix of veterans and then can bring and develop uh, young uh, young players here. So guy that went from a you know, seventh round pick in 2018 finally made his debut here a little uh, a little bit later. You know, he's kind of getting up there, not up there, up there, but. You know, 26, he kind of took a, took his time there in the minors, but COVID didn't help much with that. But, yeah, number five for me is uh, James Outman uh, for the Dodgers. How about you? Another do-it-all outfielder, yeah, which is. they yeah. <laughs> desperately needed. I think that's why they felt good about bringing Mookie Betts in to play second base mm-hmm. and shortstop throughout the year Correct. because they had yep. a dominant outfielder in Outman. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, Steve, number, number five for me, really, he kind of came on second half. It's... Man, it's Tristan Cassis for the nice. Boston Red Sox. Yeah, man, uh, just a great right-handed or a left-handed uh, hitter. Uh, it's um, a lot of power from the left side of the plate. This is a guy that was chosen, I believe, in the first round, uh, number twenty-sixth in the two thousand eighteen draft. So they ended up getting him out of high school. Kind of a development guy. Didn't know what was going to really come of him. And as soon as he started playing, man, he just mm-hmm. he's like, let's go. And he uh, he came in swinging um, and he kind of never stopped. I mean, a lot of people were thinking Jaron Duran would be uh, he was the the bright youngster. And people kept on saying um, Marcelo Mayer coming up yeah. probably by next year that he's going to be the next guy. And Robbie Dolbeck, a lot, he's cooled off because people thought he'd be a little bit more. I'm not saying he's not, but right. uh, but Tristan Cassis came in, has been a top-rated prospect for the Red Sox since 2018. And a lot, a lot to like about that guy. A little bit of swing and miss in his game, but for the most part, he's, he's a power guy, right? I mean, 112 hits this year, 24 home runs. There's a lot to like there. There's a couple, and you can see where he can perfect on some things, and you know he's going to perfect on it. I mean, he busted his ass to get here. He played like 27 games for the Red Sox last season, Steve, and you know that was a small sample size, 197 average. That really hurt. When I seen that, I was like, oh, I don't know, because he didn't, because we were so spoiled, Steve, with Julio Rodriguez and Adley Rushman coming up and just being amazing. That when he came up last year, I'm like. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> right. You're not providing right away. What's wrong with you? Um, exactly. So, you're yeah. Acting man. like a rookie? God yeah. dang. <laughs> yeah. Acting like a rookie? How dare you have rookie woes? Um, so, yeah. Tristan Cassis for me comes in at number five. Solid pick. He might be a little bit higher on my list only because he's been carrying my fantasy team here. Oh, you got him on fantasy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hence, he made it higher on my rookie list right there. Nice. Nice. Because he's been, he's been carrying the. Uh, the team here as my push for the playoffs but anyway uh <laughs> number number four for me i went with uh uh taking a trip from the west coast to the east coast uh, kodai senga there for the mets nice he's uh you know a solid once again a japanese pitcher coming in and, and you know dominating he's been one of the lone uh, bright spots and otherwise as a turd of a season for the Mets. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um you know you, you had the three-headed monster you thought you were going to have with senga uh, Berlander and Scherzer, and now he's the last one standing there uh, after uh, after they cleaned house. But solid ten and seven record, ERA Skosh over three. Uh, you know he's pushing close to uh, you know close to close to two hundred strikeouts. I don't know if he'll get it. He's at one eighty one, um, but just uh, a fantastic uh, uh, first year. And 
and hopefully be a foundation here for the Mets in whatever direction they try to go here going forward. So uh, Kodai Senga, it's on you, man. You're uh, you're number four on uh, on my list. So congrats for that. Isn't it wild that Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander didn't pan out as a Met? But Man. the steady guy in that rotation yep, has been right. Stenga all year. Mm-hmm. I know. Is that crazy? That is crazy. And it's <laughs> he's another one. We get these Japanese guys who we just don't get them young enough. I mean, because nope. they come from the MPB, they 30. become stars <laughs> there. And then they come yep. here by the time they're in their late 20s, ready to be 30. I mean, mm-hmm. can you imagine if we had Otani, Kodai Senga, Ichiro when he first started? Can we imagine? Can you imagine having those guys first? Man, yeah, wasn't he true like 45 or something? When he <laughs> yeah, <in>? right. <laughs> I mean, he, he was kind of older. He was like a 28-year-old yeah. prospect yeah. or guy comes mm-hmm. in and it's blazing speed, great glove, and he can hit. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, for me, man, I'm going to go with Joey Votto's replacement and Spencer Steer for my number Oof, four. Okay. So, yeah, first. I, I love Spencer Steer. I love the Cincinnati Reds, man. I, I love everything that they're doing and – Spencer Steer kind of came out of nowhere. In, in my opinion, he came out of nowhere. I mean, you're talking about a guy that first he was drafted in the 29th around the 2016 draft. He said, no, nah, man, I'm going back to school. <laughs> uh, I'm going to Oregon. I'm going to keep my commitment. He played ball. He pulled hard there. Then a couple years later, well, a few years later, 2019, he gets drafted in the third round by the Twins. Right. And then it just, yep. yeah, he just ended up... um playing there for a little bit and then he ended up moving over to in a trade a trade up like a lot happens like this where a trade sent him over and i think the i honestly think the minnesota twins will regret that because alex kirloff was their guy of the future he could play first he could play the outfield the twins and he just hasn't really blossomed yet not saying he won't but he just hasn't blossomed to what we thought right Welcome Spencer Steer. Spear jumps in and he has like an Andrew Vaughn type of feel to him. He's a little bit shorter, but man, mm-hmm. can he hit the ball a mile? And he just, his bat is feared and he can play multiple positions. I mean, Christ, MLB the show, he could play first, second, third outfield. And, and I think that's what he plays today. I mean, I, I haven't seen him play second, yes, or second, yes, but I've seen him play first. I've seen him play third and I've seen him play left field. He's just an interesting player. He's a good player. He's 25 years old, and I just think the future is bright for him. And what he's doing this year, he just hit his 20th home run not too long ago. He's batting 267, 78 RBIs. I love, I love that his OPS of 803, and it's just getting better, man. So uh, Spencer Steer for me, Steve, is at number four. Solid. Yeah, I love Spencer Steer. Definitely. Uh... I think the future with Cincinnati at first base, once Joey Votto decides to hang up the uh, the cleats, whether it'll be at the end of this year or what's going to happen. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I like it. I, I, I can see. He's done. Here's I, here's I, Joey Votto's future, Steve. Here's Joey Votto's future. He'll either become a uh, broadcast. A yeah, yeah. He'll become a mouth. He'll be. He's a future broadcaster within the Reds mm-hmm. organization. I don't know mm-hmm. if he'll be a coach, but I don't think so. I think he wants to be on like MLB Network and stuff like that. But I think yeah, in, got, when we look. 10, 15 years from now, Joey Votto is still going to be hanging around in the Reds just because he's like their guy, right? So Exactly, exactly. Uh, So for me at uh, number three, I'm going to go with uh, with Gunnar Henderson out of Baltimore. Nice. Uh, uh, He's a guy that uh, to start the year had kind of a sluggish start. I remember when we were opening cards and I got myself a Gunnar Henderson rookie card. I was super excited. And then he just crapped the bed those first like two months of the season. I'm like, I don't even know if I want to wipe my butt with this card right now. Uh, it's uh, you know, yeah. 
but but he he figured it out and uh you know and turned it around and has put together a solid uh solid first year campaign 259 average they showed the showed the power i think he's had a couple 400 plus foot home runs 25 home runs 75 rbis recently became uh the third oriole rookie uh, in club history to join the 25 25 club which is Wild. 25 home runs and 25 or more doubles joining uh cal ripkin and eddie murray uh is the uh only other ones to do that so he's been elite company there and i think you know the the, the future is bright for him i i i see him as a uh a big part of you know not only the orioles but a big face of baseball i think uh going forward so uh number three for me is uh gunner henderson yeah man absolutely absolutely a good player uh number three for me is somebody who steve just named for his number fourth pick is kodai senga Everything that Steve said, it's just hard not to like this guy. First year in the league, he ends up getting into a, on an all-star team. Uh, I, but the, the one thing I'm always scared of is there's a lot of wear on that tire. I mean, mm-hmm. he has he was 87 and 40, right? 87 and and 44 with uh, the MPB uh, in, in the MPB, 259 ERA, pitched over 1,200 strikeouts. I mean, that's the guy that was having an M or a, a Hall of Fame. Yeah drive and then he's like fuck it i want to make major league money it's great that's that's fantastic and he's doing great i mean i think this year he's already 10 and 7 i mean you were rattling off some of his stats as well under three era or no a 307 era just doing a real hell a real heck of a job probably gonna have over 200 strikeouts by the year's end and um just i love it a lot and i hope it can continue but at 30 years old that's not the backside of players career that's people's primes but you exactly. hope you can get kind of a U Darvish thing out of them where you can at least get three to four to five good years before mm-hmm. you might see some some hiccups in his game or some uh some uh back, you know, some right. backdraft in his game, some some decrease in his game. So yeah, Kode Singa for me is my number three. Okay. Love it. And uh number two for me is someone that you talked about earlier and said he's higher up on my list just for uh not only what he's done, uh you know, his rookie year, but what he's you know done for my fantasy team as well. So uh uh he's a he's one that really is uh mostly a second half guy and that's uh, Tristan Cassis here for for Boston. Um I mean you rattled off all all the all the stats of what he can do. You know, solid two sixty five average, twenty four home runs, sixty four RBIs. I believe he was uh uh AL rookie of the month for the uh, month of July when he hit three forty eight, seven home runs and thirteen RBIs. Um yeah, he's he's Definitely got got a bright future. Uh, you know, you can't say anything that you already said, man. But yeah, for me, uh, number two is that uh, Tristan Castle series. Oh yeah. Uh, number number two for me is the guy you just named, <laughs> which I I think he's gonna be. We're gonna look at him as one of the top three shortstops in the league in a few years, and that's mm-hmm. that's Gunnar Henderson. I remember Love having it. him on my fantasy team to start the year. <laughs> he majorly shit the bed. He passed. He passed around a few times. He's he did. He did. It was just really hard. But I. But we always knew that he would. This would be temporary. Just in right. fantasy, you need things more now than later. Uh, yep, and, exactly. And I don't know who ended up who wound up with him in our league, but he ended up playing very good for them. I mean, like you, you just rattled off some of his stats. I mean, he's approaching thirty home runs, man, mm-hmm. for a rookie. Like, let's fucking go, dude. Um. Yep. There just there's a lot to love about this guy. This guy ended up getting drafted back in, geez, I think 2019 it was. And from there, he just took off. And 
He's from uh, Montgomery, Alabama. Montgomery. All righty. I always want to say like like Forrest Gump. Like Greenbow, Alabama. <laughs> he's from uh, he's from uh, Montgomery, Alabama, Selma, Alabama, more specifically. Okay. He fucks hard, man. He fucks hard. Oh, he's, I just, totally he's 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 uh, right? yeah, he's he's a hell of a player, man. Just two way game all the way. And I think him, Adley Rushman, that whole team are Mount Castle, Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins. Just you just love the way this team looks right now. And uh, I hope he keeps on proving his worth because when it comes payday, we know that Angelos won't pay him. So, oh, yeah. Um, yes. Someone um, will pay him, though. <laughs> somebody will pay him. But yeah, Steve, for me, he is number two. Man, what do you got for number one? I think this is the one time we we tie or we agree. We both. Right? Yes, we absolutely. Uh, and that would be uh, number one for us is the guy, you know, hands down uh, r- rookie of the year here. Yes, sir. Uh, nationally rookie of the year, I think. And that's uh, Corbin Carroll there for the uh, for the Diamondbacks. I absolutely. Mean, I, I don't know what else you can say. Nine triples, 24 home runs, 69 RBIs, three, you know, two set, 279 batting average. Has a tendency to strike out a little bit, 113 bit. strikeouts on the year. But uh um, 47 stolen bases made the all-star team this year and all at the low, low age of 23 years old. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, f- f- future's right for this, uh, for, for this guy here. Uh, great pick by the, uh, the Diamondbacks in the you know, first round, I believe 2019 draft. So, uh, Corbin Carroll. Yeah. In, uh, yeah. I mean, he made his debut last year yep. and he played 32 games. We got a little. We got a little piece, a little taste of it, and he did pretty well, hitting 260. Uh, how many at bats? 104 at bats. It was it was a small sample size. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. It actually right. saw a lot of promise there. They ended up bringing him back down, and then the big time he came back up and got his first season in, and we're, he made the All Star team. Yep. Like you said, he leads in triples, strikes out a little bit more than we like, but he's hitting around 279, 280. And he's he's probably, I think, by year's end, he should be approaching, I'd say, seventy-five to eighty RBIs, which is pretty it's pretty pretty good for a first year as well. He's just an all-around guy, and he's kind of not. I would say he's the lone reason the Diamondbacks have played so good this year, but he is ninety percent why they have just taken off sooner than anybody have thought. Pitching aside, he's he's just been. He's just a great, amazing hitter at the plate, and he's not bad in the outfield. I mean, he's one of the best outfielders too. I mean, he 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 takes. I love his speed in the outfield. He takes good routes to the ball. I love his arm. He can play the corners. He can play center field. He can kind of play all over for the most part. But I just there's just so much to like about this guy, and I think he played the majority this year. He played the majority of his games in left field, so uh, which is great, you know, which is fine, uh, but. I think they can end up moving him to right if they want or center. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can move him a little bit anywhere you want and he can play. It's yeah. just they have that I think they have Jake McCarthy out there as well and um can you believe that team has Kyle Lewis and I can't I don't know if Kyle Lewis Wait, he's still there. The, yeah, he's still there and I don't <laughs> think he's played much this year. What are you going to do, right? <laughs> I thought they expected bigger things from him. Obviously, he shit the bed, got injured, surprise surprise. Yeah, man. But yeah, man, Corbin Carroll for both of us it just makes a lot of sense. He's just a guy that <laughs> I think he had one or one error this year, if that. I think, yeah, one error this year. And that's pretty good for yeah. an outfielder as well. A lot of putouts as well. Let's see how many putouts did he have. This year he had 265 putouts. Oh, 
Oh. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's for just sure. a legitimate fielder as well. So, yeah, Corbin Carroll for us, man, number one. Yeah, props to the Diamondbacks for locking that guy up through uh, 2030. Yeah. Right? So. <laughs> yeah, good call there, man. Yeah. They, they, they saw the talent there. Let me lock this bad boy up. <laughs> yeah, I love when when youngsters get paid a little sooner than, mm-hmm. than expected, just because you show them that because those are the guys you could tell. It's like, oh, this guy's going to be good. This guy's going to be good. Yeah. yeah, it's like, let's lock him up now and get it over with. Yep. 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 Yeah. So, then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Consensus number one for us. So. Absolutely. And then the rookies uh-huh. next year it should be pretty good as well. I mean, you got a good crop coming in. And I'm, I think you're going to see a Jackson Holiday for the Orioles, right? The rich Orioles get richer. Again. Yeah, I was going to say the rich get richer. Marcelo Mayer for the Red Sox, you're going to see. Mm. I mean, you're going to see some good rookies. You're going to see Colt Keith for the Tigers. For the Tigers, yeah. Which I think yeah. he should be rated higher because to me, he has a very a lot of Arenado in his game, man. Mm-hmm. I, just, I really like where they're going with that. But um, yeah, man, it was we're going to be having this next year, and we're going to be naming some of those top guys again. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. Shall we uh, head on over to the Fancy Factory? Let's do it. Playoff time. Playoff time, man. Man, and uh, you're uh, you're enjoying a bye week. I got a bye week. Yep, me, you got um, in. Yeah, I did. I got in, and uh, yeah, thanks to uh, I I upped my uh, my seating. I think I was sitting at six, and then I I uh, beat down your brother this last week, and uh, that moved me up to fifth. So now uh, now I'm I'm fighting fighting the uh, the koalas, Joe Joe's team. So. Uh, Always gives me a battle. Always beats me nine times out of ten. Usually he beats me, so it's uh it's going to be fun to see how this plays you, out. You had a pretty good last month, yeah. Right where yeah. I, I, there was a point where you were third in mm-hmm. in our in our conference, and then you just started climbing. You yeah, started so climbing at a point. I think I was like five, six games under five hundred, right? And I ended the season fifteen games over five hundred. That's what's so. up. That's good. So I, I came on strong here at the at the end, and I just hope it uh, continues that way. The way that the brackets are set up, if you and I were to meet, it wouldn't be until the championship. So let's, right uh, again, let's see, yeah, see if we can work that out. Yeah, again, round three or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's always exciting too. But this, yeah. the playoffs are pretty stacked this year. There's usually oh, like dude, weak teams, but I always feel. Yep. This year everyone, just seems everyone's trying pretty stacked. Here, man. Yeah. Well, everybody just has a good team. You look at the rosters, mm-hmm. and it's just great talent all the way around, top to bottom. Usually, you can find holes. You see all oh, that players dropping off, but no, I yep. mean, there's a lot of guys. Fuck, this guy's gonna be mm-hmm. good. You know, be mm-hmm. tough to go against. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll see. See how this plays out as we're recording right now. I'm doing okay, but like I said, it, until Sunday at, at midnight, we'll. Uh, We'll see how this works. So. Yeah, you're midweek right now. Anything could happen from Wednesday to Sunday, oh, yeah. and it's especially the weekend. I mean, once the weekend mm-hmm. hits, yep. who fucking Anything. knows, man? Yeah. yeah. So, happen, so, um, you know, speaking of fantasy yeah. baseball and fantasy football, I thought this would mm-hmm. be. I, I've had this question sent to me a long time ago, but I never really yeah. just put it in there because I just wanted to write the right, find the right time for it. And right. um, so it's Megan Jorsky from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and yes, she asks. Give pros and cons of fantasy baseball and fantasy football and what makes them so different. Man. Well, they're completely different beasts. I'll say that. Yeah. I like to think of fantasy baseball. It's kind of like a, a full, full-time job or requires your full-time attention. Here. Right. You got to be checking your lineups every day. You got to be checking the waiver wires to see who can come. You got to, you got to be checking, uh, 
you know, not only uh, your line to see if that person's playing, but you got to see if their game got rained out yep. or, or what's going on. If someone's slumping, then maybe you got to pull them from your, your lineup, put someone else in that's uh, off your bench that's doing better. It's a lot of tinkering, a lot of everyday work uh, with that. So, yeah. you know, that could be a pro or a con, depending on how much you uh, you like doing that. I mean, it's it's an app on your phone. We, mm-hmm. we go through Yahoo for our league. You just use the Yahoo app. I'm on there. In the morning, I think I get on usually uh, once I'm starting my day, get a cup of coffee, take a look at the app, uh, get on there, see how I did the night before, and then tinker with my lineup, see what has to be done for that day. And then I'll I'll check it a few times throughout the day, uh, especially when evening game starts to see mm-hmm. how that is. So it's a lot of lot of checking, a lot of working. So that could be a pro or a con, depending on, on if you like putting in that work. Fantasy football is kind of kind of different. You know, there there's not games every day like there is with baseball. You got your bulkier games are on Sunday. So you're going to put in a lot of your work, most likely Saturday, you know, afternoon, evening into Sunday morning. You know, you got a game on Thursday and a game on Monday, but a bulkier stuff is uh is done on uh, on Sunday. So not not as much work. You know, you spend Tuesday, Wednesday, right around that time hitting the, hitting the waiver wire, seeing what All you right. can do to make your team better. But it's not as much as but as an everyday uh, uh, job to keep up with a fantasy football uh, lineup as opposed to a, a baseball lineup. So I'd say, you know, uh, less work would be a, a pro for football. More more work could be a con for baseball, but I, I like putting in the the work. So that's just about my, what I see as my differences between the, the two and whether you think of those as pros and cons. It just depends on, on what you like to do and how much work you want to put in. So, yeah, I mean, fantasy baseball is a marathon where, Fantasy football is kind of a sprint. Every week kind yep. of matters in fantasy football. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You if you fall zero and one, then you got to think you got to win two straight right. just to get back over five hundred. Now, yeah, that's exactly you it. Know. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like yeah, and like you said, I mean, it's basically with fantasy baseball, it is kind of full time where you. I'm checking it all the time every day. Nope. I mean, you know, people check their phones for you know TikTok or whatever. Well, I'll, I'll go on. I go on. Yeah. Check, check fantasy, fantasy baseball, yeah, yep. and, and see who's doing good. I mean, you're always what? That's what I think I I like about fantasy baseball. There's a little bit more strategy involved, mm-hmm. and you definitely got to play the strategy. And ba- fantasy baseball has been around just as long as fantasy football, yep. if not more yep. longer. And yeah, yep. uh, I I think while fantasy football is probably more popular, just because it doesn't, it's not as time savvy, and right. you know, where baseball though is like you really got to like baseball to be able to play mm-hmm. fantasy baseball. So that's yep. always a good thing, but it can be a negative, a pro, a con too, I guess. Yeah, like you said. Yeah, depending on how you look at it, but yeah, no, I and it's funny. Uh, and you and I have talked about this. I'm not nearly as good at fantasy football as I am at fantasy baseball. Same. Like, like usually, I'm at or below 500 in fantasy football, but I do it because. It's fun, you know. Yeah. You, you know, I I enjoy doing it. If if I didn't like doing it, I'd just be like, nope, I'm good. I'm not going to play this anymore. But yeah, it, it's fun to see if you can improve. But yeah, I'm much better at, at the baseball than I am at, at fantasy football. So it, it comes to for me, one thing I like about fantasy baseball is strategy, and mm-hmm. I'm good with strategy. But one thing mm-hmm. I'm like Steve, I'm not great with fantasy football, and it's not because. I suck. It's because I just have horrible luck in fantasy football. No, oh, I, I mean, totally do. I, I I do the same thing. Like, I'll I'll pick guys where preseason they're 
They had a great training camp. Looks like they're going to be great. And then all of a sudden, for one game, they don't get targeted at all. Right. And then, and then you don't get the points. Then you're like, all right, well, I'll put this guy on the bench. And then all of a sudden, the quarterback decides, oh, I'm going right. to target this guy this week. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, that's yeah, right? fantastic. Yeah, fucking blow so, it up. Or, yeah, I hate when that shit happens. Or mm-hmm. a guy that will, uh, yeah, a guy that you don't expect to be great ends up being like great. But you Atlanta last week. But, then, like, but you've already dropped him long ago, you know, mm-hmm. like shit like that. Yeah, I have a, I have that shit too. My, it's, it is. It's, it's, it is. It's a game of luck. You know, you have all the talking heads on ESPN or whatnot saying this is right. what's going to happen. But guess what? 90% of the time, it doesn't go that way. That's exactly it. You know? The ones you can expect points for that you should expect points for every week is your quarterback. Beyond yep. your quarterback, it, honestly, dude, Lester it's a Rogers. Yeah. Oh, oh man, I have been having a field day looking at all With these. Those, dude, I've been, I set those on uh, those TikToks that you sent me. I videos seen, like, of him. My, oh. my brothers and uh, they got a kick out of it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It shows his highlights just with that flag. And then it shows him yeah. on the cart. And it's yeah, like the cart or that one with Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, <laughs> my God. He takes off on the motorcycle and everybody just watches him. Which I still think is one of the funniest <laughs> clips of all fucking time. Whether that's Aaron Rodgers about Aaron Rodgers or just life or anything. Oh man. Yeah, I just yeah. uh I get a kick out of that. But that's yeah, you have that in football too. Injuries are just as prone in fantasy baseball mm-hmm. as they are in football, and they can cripple you. And in fantasy yeah. football, it's worse because when you get a if say you have like a twelve man league, mm-hmm. which is like a big league in fantasy football yeah. standards, then it's <laughs> Good luck. There's like shit Good luck in the going pool. on the waiver wire. Yeah. yeah. At I least like in baseball, you know. can salvage. You can find gems all the time. Yeah, like like I I was trying to salvage the waiver wire in our league that we're in. Yeah. But our 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 league's so deep. I'm looking on there and I'm like, I can't find anybody there. Bro, <laughs> and it comes in waves, right? Like one year it'll be yeah. it'll be like, wow, there's a lot of good receivers, and then another year it's you like, know. wow, there's like no depth in receiving. Like there's yeah. nothing. Exactly, man, it's, like, dude. It's uh, the fucking worst. Oh, man, like I was trying to pick up a tight end because my tight end in uh, in our league stunk. Like, yeah, two points or something. And I and I looked, and the only guys that are there, their projected points are like four. Oh, like it's not much of an upgrade. <laughs> I always have trouble you with know? running backs. Running backs always give me fucking oh, issues. I yeah. have bad luck with tight ends, and I just can never find a competent yeah, running I never, back. I can never get a uh, yeah. T- tight ends are always the worst for me. Oh, they and, are. Uh, yeah, tight ends and running backs. Uh, you know, I can usually do pretty well with receivers. And, yep. You know, and, and quarterbacks, they're supposed to score points. So there's very few quarterbacks that aren't going to get you. That are going to get you less than twenty points. So, yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, usually pretty good in that in that part. But yeah, tight ends. I've never been good with that, and I've never had a really good solid like core. Like I'll have one good running back, but you need yeah. like, two or three in order right. to be contending. So yeah, and that's that's where it, you know on baseball, say you have a guy that's on a slump. Well, you know, eventually, hopefully, he gets it's out of that turn. slump, yeah. right? Yeah. But you have like a week, so if he has like a get one or two bad games, you don't have to panic. But nope, in fantasy football, nope. the guy's a bad game. You got to start panicking because you yep, could be fucked. I've been out of the playoffs get, by week yeah. six. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You only get you know, you only get fourteen of these in uh, in the fantasy football season, as opposed yeah. to like. You know, you get a grand total of two hundred something points throughout yeah. the entire uh, fantasy baseball season. So, yeah, bro. You know, it's it's yeah, com- completely different. Yeah, I've I've had it where I'll I'll start the season like zero and four, and I'm like, well, there goes my season. All right, yeah. you know, well, fuck me, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, all right, time to start looking at mock drafts for uh, for baseball coming up. Oh, here, bro, you know? bro, it's the fucking worst, man. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, great, good question. question. Yeah. yeah, good question. But shit, that's yeah, it's. 
pick your pick your poison, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Yep. If you like doing the uh, the work, and uh, then baseball's the the thing for you. If you like a little bit less work, go football. Yep. <laughs> That's perfect. And with that, Steve, let's do some starter sit playoff edition. Ooh, I'm ready. Let's cue the music. All right. Who we starting? Trey Turner or Dansby Swanson? Yeah, come on, man. Um, <laughs> Trey Turner, man, that guy's been on a tear recently. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Turner. Yeah. Uh, Ian Happ or Lars Nupar? Ian Happ. Bobby Wood Jr. or Ellie Day LaCruz? Bobby Wood Jr. Uh, Witt Jr. again or Bo Bichette? Witt Jr. Wow. Uh, Max Muncy right. or <laughs> Raphael Devers? Devers. Max Muncy or Marcus Simeon? Muncy. Aaron Judge or Ronald Acuna? Oh, come on. Uh, Acuna. Yeah, if it's like, and I pull these from other like people. Like, if yeah. you're if you're having a difficult time deciding between a Cooney or a Judge, that means you must have a fucking killer team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to. I, I'd like to get advice from you. That's <laughs> yeah. <team. laughs> uh, Nolan Arenado or Gunnar Henderson, third base. Uh, Arenado. Uh, Henderson again or Austin Riley, third base. Austin Riley. Jared Kalenic or. I've seen his name a million times, but I say Kalenic or Kalenic. Kalenic is right. Um, or Cedric Mullins, outfield. Uh, Kalenic. Uh, Brian Anderson or Alec Baum, third base. Alec Baum. Jose Altuve or Nico Horner, second. Altuve. Altuve again or Mookie Betts, second base. Mookie Betts. Jordan Walker or Yoshida, outfield. Uh, Jordan Walker. Walker again or Kerry Carpenter in the outfield. Kerry Carpenter. Okay. Kyle Tucker or Spencer Steer, outfield. Spencer Steer. Colton Wong or Jazz Chisholm, second base. Jazz Chisholm. Jazz Chisholm again or Corey Seager, any utility? Jazz Chisholm. Uh, Luis Robert or George Springer? Uh, Luis Robert. Lane Thomas or Andrew Vaughn? Lane Thomas. And rounding it out, Yanir Diaz or JT Romuto, both doing really good right now. Yanir Diaz. What do we got for waiver wire? Uh, so here are three players that I'm looking at uh, they potentially pick up this week on the uh, uh, waiver wire. Uh, first is uh, from the Dodgers, uh, Ryan uh, Pepioit. I don't know how to that last name. It's a hell of a last name, but he's uh, having a good time right now. He's up 10% in Yahoo Leagues. 12 innings pitched the last two weeks with two wins, six Ks, and the ERA of a goose egg. He's uh, pitching very well. Second, a guy who uh, was on the list earlier this year and uh, coming back around again, and that's Willie Castro of the uh, Minnesota Twins. He's up 15% in Yahoo Leagues. He hit 400 the last two weeks with a homer and two RBI. So if you're looking to boost that average, uh, look no further than Willie Castro. And uh, third, a guy we talked about earlier, it's uh, Pete Crow Armstrong. He's up 9% in Yahoo Leagues and uh, is making his debut this week for the Cubs. So everyone's having prospect fever and picking him up. So we'll see how he uh, pans out. Those are the three people I'm looking at this week on the waiver wire. Yeah, the Ryan, I can barely say it's like P-Point or P-Pot. P-Point. <laughs> I, I just say move the eye and call it P-Pot. <laughs> P-Pot, P-Pot it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shall we uh, head on over to Collection Corner? Let's do it. All right. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Up for me, speaking of Tristan Cassis, Tristan Cassis. Hey, um, all right. There we go. Up up a buck thirty-one. That's a nine point four seven percent increase. Market price right now sits around fifteen dollars and fourteen cents. I have to note that 
he actually started the year pretty low and this mm. it just he keeps steadily increasing mm-hmm. the better he plays which is no surprise his 21 bowman scouts top 100 his 21 bowman chrome and his 23 tops foil rookie card number 92 are all up down is uh one of the greats orlando cepeda cepeda down $32.38 that's a 55.14% decrease market price right now so it's around $26.34 you can get his for cheap. You can get 63 Fleers, number 64, 69 Tops, number 385, and his 58 Tops rookie card, number 343. Nice. Uh, for me this week is uh, Pasta Primavera, Mariana Rivera. <laughs> to get my little How I Met Your Mother reference right there. Hell yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, Mariana Rivera. He's up $22 or 481.40% increase to a market value of. Uh, twenty six dollars and fifty seven cents. Up cards includes nineteen ninety five tops traded rookie card number one three O T and his two thousand nineteen tops fire blue number forty one. Uh, down for me this week is uh Gavin Williams. He's down six dollars and eighty six cents, or a forty three point four five percent decrease to a market value of eight dollars and ninety three cents. Uh, down cards includes two thousand twenty one Bowman draft BD dash nine three and his two thousand twenty three Panini Prism number ninety five. Yeah, I, uh. I've been doing some card buying lately, just been grabbing any Mookie bets and Nolan Arenado and Jess nice. Chisholm even. And uh nice. man, I t- I tell you what, these uh the Ludix app. So one thing that pisses me off about the Ludix app, and I Ludix app, and I'm a big supporter of them, is yeah. they don't always have all the twenty twenty three cards in there. So if I like Tops oh. Chrome, right? So I wanted yeah. not not Bowman Chrome, Tops Chrome. I mm-hmm. wanted to add them to my my folder, add them to my my Ludix, my Ludix yeah. account, and it's oh, they're just not found. They're not there yet, and it's like, man, what the fuck are you guys doing? Seriously, yeah, what are you, what are you doing there all day, man? Yeah, get the new like, stuff in there. Yeah, get the new shit in there. Otherwise, it just man. sucks. Yeah, it just pisses me off. You know, do your job better. You know, do right? your job. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's my pet peeve of the fucking week. <laughs> I get, I, I hear you, man. I hear you. Shall we uh, get the candles out and celebrate a birthday? Let's do it. All right, so happy heavenly birthday to. Uh, Pitching great and Hall of Famer Charles Augustus Kid Nichols. Interesting. Born on September the 14th, 1869. Uh, here's some stats on him. Career, uh, 362 career wins. A career ERA of 2.96. 1,881 uh, career strikeouts. He did have uh, one year of uh, managing as well, where he went 80 and 88. Uh, as a player, he played for the Boston Bean Eaters from 1890 to 1901. St. Louis Cardinals from 19. 19- 04 to 1905, and then ended out with the Philadelphia Phillies from 1905 to 1906, and uh, was player manager while he's with the Cardinals there in that 1904-1905 campaign. Uh, I believe he is uh, also part of the Braves Hall of Fame uh, as well. A little trivia on him was he was the youngest pitcher to win 300 games, reaching the milestone at the age of 30. And a fun little quote that I found about him as well. He said, I take pride in two things, my election to baseball's Hall of Fame and the fact I never was removed from a game for a relief pitcher. Oh, guy wow. Went to town. Yeah. Yeah. Over 300 wins and was never pulled for a reliever. It's something else, man. So, yeah. It's happy birthday to uh, Kid Nichols. Yeah. I mean, back in those days, relief pitchers were, I mean, you were a starter. Mm-hmm. You and I said this. Yeah. You'd go the fucking distance. So Exactly. Uh, and exactly. it's funny seeing the the Boston Bean Flickers there. The, uh, <laughs> right. the uh, It's so funny. that I, it's, People forget that they used to be called the Bean Eaters. So yeah, the Bean Eaters, man. Man, I'm glad they changed that name. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Um, also some career highlights on him. He was the three-time NL uh, wins leader from 1896 to 1898. And like I said, part of the Braves Hall of Fame. So uh, he was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame by via the Veterans Committee in 1949. And he was a shitty manager because he only had an 1888 record. Yeah, he had that one. Yeah, exactly. He had that one year as a manager slash player and he sucked. So he's he like, I'm fucking do done, boys. Yeah, well, that's it for me, man. Uh, he had a good, uh, uh, you know, good, good afterlife, uh, uh, after baseball life. Uh, he got into the motion picture industry with Joe Tinker. Uh, they distributed movies to theaters in the Midwest. And uh, apparently he was really good at bowling, similar to Mookie Betts. So he opened uh, uh, some bowling alleys in the Kansas City area and won the Kansas City A's uh, bowling championship at the age of 64. So, oh, that's pretty dope. Yeah, that's uh, he came. Yeah, he, he came right uh, right before Ty Cobb and all them broke out on the scene. Yep. Honus Wagner yeah. and all those guys. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. A fun, fun little. I always love doing these birthdays on uh, people that I don't know too much about. So. Yeah. yeah. Alexa, shut up. My Alexa just randomly turned on and started talking to me. Fucking. Alexa, Isn't that creepy like, when that happens? I yeah, hate when bugs, that. Oh, yeah. Bro, bugs me. Hate like it. I'll start. I'll Gemini will be talking about something, and all of a sudden she'll chime in and, and say something, and yeah. I'll be like, "I wasn't talking to you." Yeah, and they'll, <laughs> pick, they'll pick like a key word. Yeah, and exactly. Talking and be like, "What the fuck? About Who butted yeah. you? Had you in this conversation?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an A B conversation. You need to see your way. You out, need to right? see it. Oh, there you go, <laughs> anyway. man. That's a fucking show. That is a show. Whew, yeah, good man. show. Yeah, next week we'll be talking. God, probably playoffs shit coming getting up closer. and yep. getting closer and closer. Uh, in the next week or two, we'll be talking. I kind of want to talk about um, uh, players that disappointed us this year and players Ooh, that yeah. are, we were surprised about this year. I mm-hmm. mean, there's plenty of them. I mean, there's plenty yep. of them. I mean, yep. I mean, I look at people like Aaron Judge disappointed me this year. Stanton. He was just in- injury prone. Oh, Stanton. it's just. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I saw today, and this is just a side note before we end the show. Ben Verlander, he has that flipping bats podcast, which yeah, is yeah. you know it's okay. Yeah. Um, but I think he's kind of a homer. He kind of just he's just he doesn't talk bad about any players, so you never know yeah. if he's telling the truth or not. Right. He thinks Stanton should be a Hall of Famer. I'm like, no fucking way. He's like, well, he had a great eight year run. I'm like, yeah, but your Hall of Famers do better than just eight years. Exactly. St- yeah, yeah. He, he had hasn't a great even your run than Josh Hamilton's a Hall of Famer. Okay. That's exactly it. He hasn't hit 400 home runs, not even close to 500 yet. He's mm-hmm. not nowhere near. He's nowhere near 3,000 hits. I mean, I'm talking. Those are the, the things to get <laughs> us are, started in the conversation. Those are, exactly. Those are the the tickets that get you into the ballpark. There, yeah. So he's never won anything of significance, and nope. when he could have taken over the team, he didn't. So uh-huh. I'm sorry, he's not all there in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're smoking, Ben Blender, but yeah. You need to step yeah. down from that comment, Ben. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I just I just pulled up his stats for fun. This is through uh, September 10th. Okay. 260 career average. Ugh. 1,449 hits. Not even two. Four, 401 home runs. So, I mean, home runs, you're getting slightly into the conversation. Okay. And then 1,028 RBIs. Well, how many home runs does he have this year? This year? Yeah, let me uh, let me quick pull up. Uh, I mean, because he since he left Miami, I don't think he's hit more than. Well, he probably has hit more than thirty a year. Well, let's see. Let's see. What Not this saying. year, though. Uh, yeah, he's really pelting him in. Uh, uh, Twenty three home runs this year in a whopping yeah. 50, 57 RBIs. And what and, did he have uh, last year? For home uh, runs? 
31, 31 last year. So, so. he seems to be decreasing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you can't forget his, uh, his re- record winning batting average this year of a buck 98. Yeah. See, he just, yeah, he didn't take the, the, the team by the short and curlies and lead him, man. I mean, he's just nope. it's like, shut up, Ben. <laughs> shut up, Ben. If he plays till he's 40 and has like a Nelson Cruz resurgence, maybe. Right. But I got to see right. him get to 500 home runs and at least, at least 13 to 1400 RBIs. Uh huh. Uh huh. And he's not near that. So, no, no. Good least, day, yeah. sir. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's 33 years old and he's not even up to like 1500 hits. He's not even at the halfway point to 3,000. Yeah. Yeah, he's 33 years old. He's playing like Miguel Cabrera, who's 40. Like <laughs> Exactly. It's like, your time's not done yet. You're in your prime, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. Guys, anyway. thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Be about Telebot. Yeah. Shit, man. In the meantime, let's get out of here, guys. And we will catch you guys all next week. Deuces. Sucks. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs>